So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. You want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into? Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is The Wheel of Time. My name is Jeff, and I hate when electronic menus change. No one has the patience or focus to read an entire menu in six seconds. You have four screens. Just keep them static. I'm almost 40. My name is Jimmy, and I don't think I hate After Effects as much as I used to. Okay. My name is Dan, and I'm old enough that I remember using the original Google, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Cool. Wow. You that old was, bastard. That was very dumb. <laughs> very old. Yeah. I we mean, had I a full set of encyclopedias at my side elementary. House. Yeah, you did. So what you had to do, you go into the library. They had, we had the our own because we were rich. Wow. We were you were rich or your parents made bad decisions at 2 a.m. after watching TV. <laughs> I remember yeah. I remember uh, the guy that did the infomercials. He was like, uh-huh. Encyclopedia Britannica. We never watched him because we already had a set. Wow. <laughs> I remember doing like projects on stuff and literally flipping through those books. Oh, what so about tedious. Encarta? Do you remember that? What about when you got to be like 12 and you realized if you looked up vagina? There was a picture. You s- is it really? There was. It was like a drawing. Wow. Weird. You started with vagina, not butt. <laughs> or butt I, don't, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Cool. That's right to vagina. But in Carta, though, in Carta was an encyclopedia on a CD-ROM. Mm. And I had to do a project for Mr. Pernicky. Rest, Rest in peace. In peace. <laughs> All of my teachers are dead. <laughs> I know. Four, You're old. old. Um, but... We, I had to do it on an element. So I picked iron and we had to do like this poster board. F.E., bro. F.E., you got it, dude. He knows his iron. And <laughs> you, you, the winner of the best poster got put at the end of the hall as to show that you're the biggest loser in the class. Mm-hmm. So my design was great. I had a black poster board. I had like an other orange paper that I cut out. The design was beautiful. I didn't do any research. I called up my cousin who was older and I was like, I need you to go on Encarta and print me out everything about iron you can. So and you she just did. cut that up and I just suck cut it. it and put it on there. Didn't even change it. Cause <laughs> how do you change that? Yeah. You know? So that's, we're cool, dude. Yeah. Those electronic signs they're they need to have Unnecessary. They, they don't need to change. Unne- some of them, they just like show, if you go to a fast food place, they'll show like a burger falling into place. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> we know what we're ordering. I know why I'm here. I know what right. I'm getting. You're not tricking me. Or you go into like a local place I went into and the menu itself is two pages. They have four screens and it's flashing between this and pictures. <laughs> I was like, I was reading what was on this sandwich because I just want to order the sandwich as the default and not have to tell you what to put on it. And as I'm reading, it changes. And I don't even I didn't know what I was getting. And then they're like, oh, we're actually out of coleslaw. Would you like to put something else on it? And I look back up and it's gone. I don't know what my <laughs> options are. I was like, pickles. And then they didn't even have sliced pickles because it wasn't on the menu. They cut up a spear and put chunks. It's like, what's eh, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. It's, yeah, I'm not a fan of those either. Not a big fan. Yeah, I don't eat at places with electronic menus. I eat at places with 
fine paper menus. Well, a lot of places that we like now, they went to fully <clears throat> digital. <clears throat> Right. Use. You just look up the menu. Uh, yeah, I actually prefer the ones with the QR code yeah. where you have the menu on your phone because then it's like, oh, it's all at the tip of my finger. But how will the waiter or waitress or waities know that you're done looking and you're ready to order if you can't put the menu face? Because I go <laughs> slam my phone on the table <laughs> and they're like, I am done. I appreciate that folly there. You like yeah. It? Yeah. I am ready to order. <laughs> Bring me my lobster taco. I take the little pog on my table and I flip it to green. <laughs> Churrascaria. Like, you only go to Brazilian barbecue That's the only places? place I eat now just because I'm concerned about waiters and waitresses not knowing when I'm ready. Spring over the sword. <laughs> ready, ready for another staff of meat. Nice. This is the time in the episode where we talk about something we've been talking ourselves into. We're tour boys, guys. Tour boys? Yeah, I said Which that Which is funny because Wheel of Time is published by Tour. Cool. We're tour boys. Uh, I'm a toy boy. Uh, lately, if you don't want to hear this, just skip ahead. It's in the show notes. Uh, lately, I've been talking myself into grinding my own coffee beans. Wow. Oh, I feel that. You have skirted this before. You've you've come close. To I've this. avoided it um, yeah. by choice because uh, I'm a believer that if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And uh, grinding coffee beans is a big big commitment when you believe that you should is do it, it right. Though? I mean, they sell like electronic grinders. Most of them, though, Jeff, are not great. I'm sure they're not. You need to do your research and learn that coffee should properly be ground with a burr grinder, not a blade grinder, and. Mm. That is a strange whistling sound. It's a plane. It's a plane. Uh, So I did some research. Okay. I was kind of forced into this because when I was on vacation in Seattle, I tasted a delicious coffee. He goes to Seattle. All of a sudden, he's roasting his own beans. (laughs) I didn't roast it. They were pre-roasted beans, but they were... They were from the Starbucks uh, Reserve Roastery where they experiment with like new flavors and stuff like that. And their big thing that they're working on is they're they're experimenting with aging roasted coffee beans in whiskey barrels. And as much as this sounds like a big hipster thing, it is, <laughs> it is, but it also does lend a real flavor, a delicious smoky vanilla honeyish type flavor to the coffee naturally. It's the only coffee that I enjoy drinking like black cold brew. It had a natural sweetness to it. So I purchased a bag because you can only buy it as the whole roasted beans that are aged. And I was like, great, now I'm going to have to grind coffee. Um, so I did my research. I bought a Burr coffee grinder, a hand crank because the electric ones are way too expensive mm-hmm. uh, for burr grinders. Jeff, you know what a burr grinder is? Yeah, they have like the little Divots things that stick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not just like a blade I, that spins see, around. See, I don't man much, but I do know a couple things. <laughs> I could screw a screw and nail a nail. I ain't never passed the bar, but I know a little bit. <laughs> uh, so I bought a manual one because I'm like, I don't care. It's just basically like an overgrown pepper mill. I'll do that shit. Um, and I was going to like grind it and make cold brew. So the first time I did it, read the instructions, cleaned everything first. Great. We're all ready. Put the coffee in there. Started grinding. Still grinding an hour later. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I got the world's worst hand grinder or if it just legitimately takes a really long time. 
but to grind enough coffee for a pitcher of cold brew it took me like an hour and a half it's not worth it so i returned that grinder and i bought a cheap <laughs> blade grinder and uh i don't know it might be a little bit worse but it tastes pretty much the same and it's a million times easier mm, okay jeff doesn't drink coffee so he doesn't care no Jimmy, i don't care about good coffee uh, when you have coffee you don't really make coffee at home right no Okay, so you don't even do like the Keurig thing or anything. I, have I don't a Keurig even, at work. That's I don't all even I know how to make coffee. If you told me go make me a cup of coffee, I would just pour hot water <laughs> on the beans. That's that's one way to do it. That's the only. <laughs> I, that's, I have no idea. Um, I don't know how to use filters or anything. I mean, in desperation, you can literally replace a filter with like a two napkin. pieces of paper yeah. towel or something. Yeah. It's basically just like different ways to get hot water to go through ground up beans. That's that's coffee yeah but anyways um i'm not gonna say that i'm talking anyone into grinding your own beans it's still a pain in the ass but uh i'll do it occasionally i guess okay cool jim yes what are you talking yourself into i am talking myself into at the time of this recording we are in the midst of fall in new england love it it started like a week ago, and you're like, we're in the depths of it, baby. There's, oh, one, I've been there's an orange leaf out there. I saw it. <laughs> I've been celebrating the autumn season for weeks now. So I have been talking myself into just embracing the New England fall once again. How would you guys it. embrace it by coming and raking my lawn? <laughs> Jeff's a homeowner now, and he hates <laughs> this shit. It's so good. Um, but yeah, no, I freaking love the fall. It's my favorite time of the year. Me I too. love I love the weather. Um, although it is a little bit gloomier than um, than some seasons, but I, I just enjoy like the nice and cozy hoodie weather. You I thought you flannel. were abbreviating summer as some season until you hit that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little gloomier than some season. <laughs> no, um, you <laughs> know. But uh, yeah, no, I'm just enjoying um, the weather. Um, it, it's it's great. I love the the colors. Have I love... you done any fall activities yet? No, I went to an orchard with my mom uh, to to go pick up some stuff at like a little orchard stand or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't really done anything yet. I'd like to go like pumpkin picking and stuff, but so good. Haven't done it yet. Hopefully soon. But yeah, by the time you're hearing this, it's gonna be like cold in November. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, one of my least favorite parts of global warming, besides the catastrophic death and world-ending ramifications, yeah. is uh, that we're losing fall and spring. Like, seems like every year we just get a longer summer and a winter. Thank the maker. <laughs> Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? Oh, man, mine is very boring this week. So uh, I've been talking myself into putting my belt on the other way. <laughs> so what does that mean? I'm right handed. Yeah. And I don't even know if this is correct, but I always put my belt on. I start here and go left and go around. That's correct. And then buckle. Yeah. For men. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Women put their belts on the other way. Most women don't even wear belts. I think they do, though, because their pants also button the opposite way. It doesn't. Either way, I have a problem with belts. I don't know what my size is. I can never get a pants that fit because I'm stupid. Mm. Uh, my belts always break. When I was a younger kid, when I was a teenager, when I had was like, a young warthog, <laughs> I had like a Dickies belt and that thing lasted. I worked in warehouses. It lasted for years. Yeah, it was just a crappy leather, fake leather belt. And now belts I have, they just break all the time because I don't want to invest in like a $60 belt. So I'm like, I'll pay $20 for a belt, whatever. But if you've bought three of them, Jeff. Yeah. 
but that's not how this I is think. such a Jeff it's mentality the most Jeff thing. I could afford a good belt, but I don't want to invest in it. And then it just breaks. And then I'm sad that the same thing happened to a $60 belt. So I got this one belt that has like a ratchet on it. Cause this is who I am now. Yeah. And it, it holds great. It works fine. Every time I sit down, I could feel it go and it opens up. And I was like, what I would hell? say it doesn't work great then <laughs> because the the release lock is on the bottom. I know you've told me this. So off it my, hits my it hits like my belly, my yeah, right above that. So I was like, what if I just switch the, it the other way? So I started doing it the other way. And now the buttons on top. It's fine. It digs into uh-huh. my stomach because I got a little belly, yeah. which is unfortunate, but it's fine. And the only thing is now that I have to use the other hand, my non-dominant hand, and like the switch is weird. The first time I had to go uh-uhs at work, I was standing there and I was like, I can't get this belt. I could not figure out which way the button goes, but it's good now. It's just, it's a learning curve, but this belt, I'm just doing it the other way. So maybe I'll become ambidextrous like uh, the president. One just of those wanna, I just want to spell this out yeah. for everyone. Yes. Rather than a few years ago, spending the money on a good belt. Yeah. You've now bought numerous cheap belts that fell apart this one was 14 dollars on amazon and now you're <laughs> completely changing your lifestyle the way you wear your belt and your pants and the way you use your hands based on a 14 dollar belt yeah so that's where jeff's at everyone yeah. well it was kind of an emergency because i didn't have a belt so i had to get one quick and then i didn't do much belt so i get targeted ads because I, sometimes i get like some nice things and they're like check out this hipster belt and i was like i want that belt style but cheap so i'm just gonna i guess a little aside just gonna tell another story that illustrates jeff's mentality on these type of situations yeah. mm-hmm. jeff just bought a house he's talked about it a little bit he moved in yep i was there you know the first day help him a little bit and uh he's got like a sunroom a three season room that has some old-fashioned doors with an old-fashioned skeleton key mm-hmm. and they're a real pain in the butt they really are uh, to open and close and uh my response to jeff was let's go to home depot and replace those doorknobs and locks with something that's more reasonable and jeff's response is we just won't ever use that room we'll just keep it locked forever <laughs> well that was a joke i bought latches last night okay. i just haven't installed them nice it's like the red room in haunting filler yeah except cool it's summary it was cool in the it's fall House. can't even use it nautical themed furniture <laughs> yeah the wheel of time is a series of high fantasy novels by american author robert jordan that's <laughs> okay. from wikipedia.org slash wiki slash the wheel of time you could find the url by googling it uh yeah this is a series of 14 to 15 fantasy novels uh they i was introduced to this series by myself i did some research back in the late 2000s you ever check out (laughs) this is jeff by the way (laughs) well i was i was in the market for getting into a a book series and i was like i need to look and find out you what were like series i'm gonna read. i'm not happy in my relationship can i read 18 books to avoid my significant other <laughs> you're not totally an actor that was a very little point in my life uh so That's why i made fun of it so i was talking to my friend adam got you there and i was like hey i'm thinking of reading uh the wheel of time or game of thrones what should i read and he was like 
they're both good and i forgot what he recommended but i was like <laughs> i'll go with the wheel of time and this was two years before game of thrones started on tv so f- me right <laughs> sorry jim um but no this this series is uh yeah i'm not a i'm not a big fantasy guy mm. i like fantasy i never really got into uh fantasy novels a lot but this is like uh robert jordan who has since passed he wanted to make like his lord of the rings mm. they all do they all do they all do um <laughs> you're not on mic right now by the way no, I'm, I'm just you're here we have we have uh, a, a special guest here that you already heard um and it was supposed to be like six books and then it turned into 14 and before it was finished he passed away and the last three were finished by uh brandon sanderson uh i've read six of these books so oh, you suck. Yeah. No, I really <laughs> suck. I started reading them in like 2009 uh, when I was taking public transportation and at work, I would read the books. I would get to work, put the audiobook on where I left off and just plowed through six books pretty quickly. Um, and then I stopped because I got a job where I couldn't really listen to stuff. And it was a lot more difficult. And then it was like backburner. Like I came back. I'm like, let me get back into this. And by book six, I'm like, I I don't remember any of this. So mm. it's just something that I want to get back into so bad. So hopefully this will spark something in me. And there is a new TV series on Amazon Prime coming out. So it's the perfect time because it's in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, fellas. it is, dude. Yeah. So I mean, also, like you have tons of free time. You work full time. You do the podcast. Mm-hmm. You have a baby. Yeah. You have a wife. Yep. You recently bought yep. a house. Yeah. I mean, let's read 18 books. Each book on audio <laughs> is 60 hours. Yeah. And there's 14 of <laughs> That's them. Fine. So I got I've got the time. Yeah. Let's start over. Let's do it again. Uh so yeah, this is just it's very high fantasy. Um are there elves? There's a lot of stuff. Whoa. There's a lot of stuff, guys. Is there's, there time travel? Uh no, but there's like times other... in the title. There's there's Seth, other... you're not here right now. There's, there is like everything in this. So do you guys have any exposure to the series at all? No, I rem- I vaguely remember you talking about it maybe on the old podcast. But yeah, um, I remember you and Adam talking about it and enjoying yeah. it. But I don't know what it's about. The trailer for the new Amazon series looks good, so I'm right. excited. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the show and maybe read the books. Mm. So we'll have in the show notes what I'm going to have you read. I haven't decided yet because we're Great. recording like a month in advance. So I can give you guys plenty of time right. to read what I give you. Um, and then we'll read it. We'll come back. We'll discuss it. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not asking you guys to invest in a 15 book series. That's like 1500 pages per book. That's silly. Maybe you'll like it, but if you like it, if you're interested to see the Amazon show, mm. give me a yes. Okay. That's that's all I'm looking for. I like that. Cool. Very cool. The Wheel of Time, Book One, The Eye of the World. Prologue. Dragon out. <laughs> We're just going right into it that way. Huh? I guess what so. If he just did the whole. <laughs> yeah, that would have been very impressive. Loose Theron Telemon. <laughs> the dragon. <laughs> cool. So the prologue. By the way, we should reiterate. Yes. I mean, we uh we're gonna be spoiling stuff we are going to be spoiling things heavily so if you're looking forward to watching the tv show i guess maybe just don't listen or listen i don't care i speak for myself when i say i will be mispronouncing most things yes that's fine everything's fine we'll be okay and 
I briefly talked about maybe re-recording the first segment. Yeah. I don't think we needed to do that because talk me into we're not professionals. We're a group of friends who try to talk each other into liking what we like and we use the information we have. And, you know, there's multitudes of podcasts out there that dissect this series chapter by chapter. Much hours. better than Jeff did. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i <laughs> like, yeah, I like it. There's words. You're like, there's a dragon or something. There could be. I don't know. Swords. Yeah, there's... It's swords and sorcery brush and it's Lord of the Rings Jr. Let's go. Dragon Mount, the prologue. Uh, we just get right into it, don't we? Yeah, like too into it to the point where it's really? disorienting. No, I. it's fine. Yeah, I, I've read a lot. Stephen King likes to do this, too, okay. especially the fact that this clearly takes place at a much earlier time than uh, the, the rest prologue. of the book. Yes. Yeah. The prologue is like uh, two millennia before that or something. Something, yeah. Yeah, that I read. It's in the the Age of Heroes, maybe? Some Age of Legends, something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's a classic like war between a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah, pretty black and white, yin and yang. We have the, uh, the dragon and the dark one. Which, the dragon is the good guy? That was uh, unexpected. Yes, but also like there's still prophecies later on about the dragon reborn. Mm. And I mean, if you want to do like the Christian analogy to that, you know, it's uh, the Antichrist. So a lot of people claim to be Jesus who aren't. And then there's like, you know, they say the Antichrist will be like a false dragon. Yeah, the false dragon. Yeah. So since since the end of this prologue to where we pick up in chapter one, there have been several false dragons all of which have led to wars. Um, you know, some disappeared, some died. So, you know, and, and even at the end of this prologue, they kind of just end it with like, you know, readings from their version of the Bible. Like, you know, well, author unknown. Not a lot happens uh, no. in this prologue. Basically, the war is already over. Um, but the dragon, if I'm remembering well, the, we, correctly, the war is con- is continuing. The war, you know, it's it, so Lucerin well, doesn't know he's the dragon, and the dark one's like, "This war has been going on for millennia, and will continue to go yeah. on for millennia." But more. one of them gets turned into a mountain. Yeah, that's the dragon. Yeah, so he channels all that energy. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so I just got to give a preface here. I don't read fantasy. I don't really like fantasy. So this is already off to a great start. Wow. He becomes a mountain in the middle of a river that splits it into two rivers. Oh, you see what they did there? And then... And then yeah. they made the... Then they live in two rivers. They live in wow, two rivers. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is... Also, I'm going to have to say this now because it's going to come up a lot. This is lord of the rings this is not lord of the rings light this is lord of the rings like the plot the characters yeah and and i mean i did preface that i (laughs) sent you guys a video i don't know if you watched it yeah and it it was like a short 10 minute video from this fantasy youtube guy talking about what you need to know when you get into lord of the rings and it is the wheel of time you mean (laughs) yeah exactly It's, it's the same thing it doesn't matter yeah um and and it is and it does become its own thing but there are a lot of a lot of Lord of the Ringsy things in here. Yeah. Lord yeah. of the Ringsy thingsies. So let's get right into it. Uh, they're in this little quaint village in the two rivers. Uh, you meet a father and son, and they're preparing for Bilbo's birthday. Oh, wait. That's <laughs> not the thing. They're preparing yeah, for the festival. Beltane Festival. Yes. Right. Um, and it doesn't seem like they're that into it. They live on a farm on the outskirts. Of, yeah. yeah. Um, 
they're hardworking pals. There's no real reference. I guess the main character is a uh, Randall like, Thor. Yeah, a young man. They don't give his age, but I would say he's like early twenties, yeah. late teens. He's, something he's like that. recently become a man, um, yeah. and his father is giving him more responsibilities. What's the father's name? Tam. Tam. That's right. Um, and they're like, you know, when we finish up our work, we're gonna go into the village and we're gonna sell our wares and we're gonna celebrate Winter's Night. And then Beltane. Yeah. I mean, there's, like I said, we can dissect every single thing, but we don't have to. We can just hit the big beats. Yeah. So, Jimmy, up to this point, <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, I was like, these are a lot of big words, a lot of fantasy things. <laughs> yeah, and, and the names, too. You'll get the, the names. names will stick with you as you yeah, get more I, into it. Yeah, especially because I I kept on thinking the author was saying Bran. I was like, oh, this is Game of Thrones, but it's not. Yeah. And then it's Rand. Well, a lot with this series and with a lot of like sci-fi or fantasy series, at first you're like, okay, which names do I actually have to remember? Yeah. Right. You know, well, also they do it. They do a thing where when you first hear characters for a little while, they give their full name, but then after a while, they definitely like slim it down. Yeah. yeah like Matt. Like, yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Ran, Matt, Tan. Right. Than whatever those names, the coming of Tan. Quotation <laughs> <laughs> one. Um, yeah, but I mean, so even like right off the bat, even in the prologue and in chapter one, um, part of the reason why a lot of people like Wheel of Time and some people have the gripe with it is that it's very descriptive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes to the point of over description, but I mean, Robert Jordan describes like what somebody's wearing down to like the stitching and their clothes. I noticed the that jewelry. Too, yeah. I really like that. It really brings me into it. I think that's what I do really like about it so far is yeah. like the over description. Um, and also like we were just kind of talking about like the lore and stuff and how like the two rivers and that's what the, they named it after it's, it is kind of like a religion type of thing. yeah and like if you're starting at chapter one like it's very tolkien did the prologue actually happen or is it a just a story mythology yeah right. just like a, a fable right like that's why the rivers are here because yeah, the dragon even, turned into a mountain especially when they meet um tom uh later on and they're like oh your stories or something like that and he's yeah. like uh of your fictional characters and everyone's and he's like are, are they, they fictional? fictional yeah um, I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, so they're like going in for their nightly meal, and uh, all of a sudden the front door gets kicked in, and it's a weird goat man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Five star Brian is outside the window walking <laughs> skimpy, uh, and he's like bleeding, and like pretty swiftly for like two farmers, they leap into action, and they they do pretty well against this like horde of what are they called jeff trollocs trollocs never mind right. trollocs which are orcs yeah yes, no that's pretty much what they are they are a little bit different physically <laughs> i like the idea that they're like they're weird like, mutants of like existing animals yeah so they're mostly like goats so they have like that devilish lore to them mm-hmm. and uh yeah so uh tam is like fighting them off at the door and he's like make a run for it boy and they're so this is my one gripe. This is a pretty big action sequence and it's a little all over the place for me. Like mm-hmm. they, I understand like in real life, this is probably how the situation would happen. You'd run into the woods and then you realize you forgot something. You had to go back and then you run around to the side of the house and then right. you crawl. But it makes for like a very difficult to follow sequence when you're like reading it or listening to it. Maybe that was his intent because 
Uh, if a goat man came to my door, I'd be disoriented. It is chaotic. What <laughs> because up to this, this point, this is about chapter five when the Trollocs first show up. So you have four chapters of building these characters up and right. showing like how simple their lives are. There's nothing. There's like there's no magic. There's no weird monsters. They're just like these farmers. Yeah. Like as far as we know, this is like 1500 Ireland. Right. You know, so. You know, there's tales of this and like you have the Gleeman coming. I don't remember the order in which they came. Um, yeah. So Tom shows up. Tom Maryland shows up in yeah. chapter four. So, you know, they're getting ready for this festival and they have, you know, a former bard there and like Moraine. Shows oh, so up. I skipped the day. Skipped a lot. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So they did initially like go to town. Yeah. And then they've come back. Right. That's right. So they went to town. We met a lot of the town. So they're talking about the dark one and if he's really real and if the dragon's real, all that right. stuff. So y you see that there's doubt. So when the Trollocs show up, this is the first tangible evidence of any of this being real mm -hmm. to any of the people from Two Rivers. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's no, a that's lot okay. of characters introduced. Yeah. I, mean, I was yeah. We are jumping around. I was but. combining like the festival time in the city yeah. for like one thing even in like summaries too they don't really talk about how they don't like put it in order it's basically like all right so we're introducing these characters they meet all these other characters and then that's when all the action starts happening. right so if you want to just break down the main characters we have randall thor who right. is you know th this dude his buddy matt Cthun, who's the troublemaker the prankster yeah he's like samwise it's Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Um, and then later Samwise on... Samwise slash Pippin. I'm jumping around a little bit, but later on to round out that trio, we meet Perrin Ibarra, who's kind of like, he's the bad boy. You know, he's like the jock guy. He, you, we find out later he's like, you know, more more of like a blacksmith. I was going to say he's a blacksmith apprentice, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he's more of like the badass guy. And then we meet their friend who's a a, late, a girl. Nynaeve. That, Nynaeve that sort of wants to be taken seriously. She wants to be the wisdom, which is kind of like um, the, the women have a lot more power. Yeah. In this world right. and a, the a higher social status seems to be like somewhere between a healer and like a political leader like yeah. somewhere right. in between those right. two it's people it's like someone that you would turn to for right. wisdom and uh as jimmy mentioned tom tom maryland he's a bard he is my favorite character he's really good he's... we actually haven't met my favorite character in oh, these really? 10 chapters i i don't remember when he comes okay. but yeah i think uh tom is my favorite just the way he's like presented he's very like bomb bombastic and boisterous and yeah uh, so he was a court bard and now he's a master gleeman i just yeah. love how there's a hierarchy of <laughs> yeah. like storytellers right at one um, point someone refers to him as a master bard and he's like whoa whoa i'm no master bard i haven't I reached that yet <laughs> yeah. uh and then we meet rosamund pike yes uh moraine and uh land uh moraine is an aes Sedai, which are we don't know that right away not right away but we, we find a, out she appears to be like a high-born yeah. woman from another city we find out that she is much older than she appears she is of the aes Sedai, which is like do they believe that aes Sedai are real at this point or is they just like fables no they do because people okay. know of the city right so um she's gandalf right. Yes. Like people know her and relate to her, but also yeah, she's Tom like mythical. Is too. I mean, like the both of them together are Gandalf. Yeah. Um, ish. Now, right. The Aes Sedai are very clearly a correlation for like the wizards. Well, yeah. So the, the Aes Sedai, they have powers. They can channel this energy and only women can channel the energy. And they're also like kind of feared. Like you don't know what their motivations are. Right. There's, there's a lot of like 
uh, it's not racism, but there's a lot of prejudice towards them because they always think that they're like after money. But also we're seeing all these people through the lens of the two rivers folk, which are very much like the Shire. Like nobody leaves the two kind rivers. Kind of like the, we're little Englanders. We farm, we yeah, marry so our this, cousins. This is written in third person it's not from anybody's perspective but you do you see it as an outsider and through the dialogue we see how the two rivers people relate to her and and like yeah they're just suspicious of any outsider basically Mm -hmm. or anyone who like wants to adventure and leave and we meet lan who is her warder every aes Sedai has a bodyguard and that's what he is he's mm. loyal to her he's a badass he has a horse named bella or wait no nope. horse bella ran's horse is bella yes that's right uh, they don't i don't think they've said lan's horse's name um ran refers to her as the black yeah don't know it's sick so he's just yeah lan is just like a badass okay jim because it's a horse yeah like if this was fast and the furious he'd totally be vin diesel <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a dick too though he is yeah like he's short with everyone and he's like all about his business mm-hmm. but yeah so those are the characters uh flashback so they all went into town well not they all ran and tan or whatever his name was his dad <laughs> they went into town they met all these people and then he's like cool um let's go home and eat dinner yeah well there's like city politics stuff in here too which yeah. like Probably i guess doesn't it doesn't matter it's unnecessary but i still leave. like the world building yeah, Jim, talk about the attack a little bit, because I want to know what you thought of it. I had a little bit of a hard time. Um, I don't remember a lot of it. Um, I have a hard time with audiobooks, especially Jimmy. fantasy ones. Jimmy, you're on Should've a freaking podcast. Podcasts are way different than audiobooks, fam. Um, it's, My wife hates both. Isn't that funny? Oh, that's funny. Um, but I did like the action in this book, too, because it definitely, it definitely split up. Um, Wow, you really put me off Sorry. there. Um, it, it definitely split it up. Like, remember when we read Dune and now it's like literally a like half a book of just prologue? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as, like, the action started happening, I'm like, oh, thank Christ. Um, that's why I was kind of excited about um, the action in this book, too. Yeah. Um, although it was a lot less waiting. So it just kind of got there. I didn't think it was as confusing as you were. I was just kind of in for the ride. And you weren't like tr- see i was trying to keep a mental map in my head of like where people oh, are i can't do that yeah especially with action it's kind of hard you just go yeah. with it mm. uh, i also will say it's interesting like what the author chooses to be descriptive about right so we don't get a lot of like i see i had theories in my head based on preconceived notions about fantasy novels that might come to fruition based on what we've seen but i was looking for clues that Rand's father has a more of a past than mm-hmm. we're led to believe. Okay. So I wanted to see if he's a great fighter and we don't really get a lot of detail. We get like phrases like, uh, you know, his sword flashed across the air and, a, and another one fell, things like that. Yeah. They're not, nobody there is skilled. Yeah. But we do get like very detailed recallings of like how Rand is crawling on his belly through the grass and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I just found it interesting, but overall the attack basically plays out that Ran escapes thanks to like coverage from his father, and then he meets up with his father in the woods. But the father has been wounded, Very, yeah, yeah, and he has like this fever dream. Yeah, so it Ran is like confused because it doesn't seem to be a serious wound. It's like a like a slash across his you know ribs, but it doesn't seem to be deep or anything. But the father's like not doing well. He's like right. has a fever and he's like out of it and stuff like that so Rand's like i have to go back and get supplies we have to get out of here 
And uh, he goes back to, like, the barn, I guess. Um, the Trollocs have, like, killed all their animals, which sucks. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they've pretty much left at this point. Uh, he goes to the barn to try to get, like, a wagon so he can pull his father to town. And there's one last Trolloc in there who, like, actually starts to talk to yeah. Ram. All right. I like the scene a lot, actually. This is where I started to actually really pay attention. Um, <laughs> I also like, I mean, I'm, we're not reviewing the audiobook, but I've always liked the, the voice this Raiders guy. Yeah. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I really liked it. He was trying to, like, negotiate. He's like, I'm not going to hurt you. And then, um, of course, he does. Uh, there was, like, this whole big fight scene. And- well, I think the important thing that he says to him is that someone wants to meet Rand. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. I forget who he says. But it's referenced that it's like the big bad. Right. Um, so obviously the Trollocs are trying to find him specifically. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. And the, the way that interaction happens, I was like, oh, I kind of like this, like, sort of um, evil guys. Oh, whatever. I forget where it happened, too. But at some point, Rand's father pulled out a sword. Was it before the Trolloc showed up? I don't remember exactly when it happened. He had a sword on him because that's how he killed the Trolloc. Yeah, so it and, must have been when they went Lan back home. Raider later says, like, you didn't kill him. He fell on you. Yeah. But, yeah, at some point, uh, Rand's father reveals that he has a sword, and it's, like, a good sword, and he's been keeping it, like, in a chest, hidden away. Um, Rand has it. When he goes back to the barn, the Trolloc lunges at him, and he, like, basically lifts the sword up and the trollic like jumps onto it yeah but hey yeah he kills, kills a kill you know yes not many people could say that they even saw a trollic before the other night yeah. let alone killed one <laughs> um yeah and i mean before this we have rand and matt who have seen like these black cloaked figures like their cloaks don't go- blow in the wind and they're just like you really, can't see their faces yeah they're really mysterious and they told each other and Perrin turns out to have seen it, so they decide to tell the council, and they're like, you know, well, if three people see it, and then two other people we don't even know came forward and said that they saw the same thing, they're like, it must be true. So that mixed with, you know, the the Trolloc, the Trolloc showing up in general, because mm. the Trollocs have been at war for a very long time, um, and then this one speaking and talking to Rand, Moraine's like, yo, we gotta get the F out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah, so basically what Jeff's referring to is Rand drags his father back to town, and that's like the only part of what we read that I felt was a little tedious. There's mm-hmm. a long time spent like of him trying to get his dad to town, which like right. we get it. Yeah, yeah. He's tired, the father's I can't injured. Argue that. Uh I also will say that it's there clearly because in Than am I saying that right? Yeah. Than's fever dream. Tam. 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 He, uh, Tanjinwa's fever dream. <laughs> uh, Tam reveals maybe, uh, some more about Rand's parentage that is probably true. Yeah. It's, there's some mystery because, like, his mom died 15 years ago. And it seems like the memory is that Tam was in a battle. Um, and there was a baby that was left abandoned and crying and him and his wife couldn't have a baby. So he took the baby to raise it. Jon yeah. Snow. Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> this was before Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, then, and then we get to the point when they all go back to the barn, um, to discuss this. So it's the three boys, it's Moraine, it's, uh, Lan. I think Nynaeve is, no, Nynaeve shows up a little bit later. I do want to touch on one thing, which is that the reason why we get Moraine, back in this is because when they get to the town the town is like burned down they've been attacked by trollocs 
the only reason there's anyone left alive is because Moraine, who is this mysterious woman, turns out to be an Aes Sedai. Yeah. And her and Lan, like, saved the village. They were out, like, killing all these Trollocs. Um, so... Which is sick. Yeah. <laughs> and Rand basically turns to her to heal his father because the wisdom is like, I can't do anything for him. Mm-hmm. Turns out, uh, basically, he has an infection from the Trolloc blade. Uh, I don't know if that's mystical. They kind of make it seem like it's not, but also it's happened so fast. What do you think, Jeff? I think it might... <sighs> It's got to be either like just an infection or something else. Well, they say it's like, the, you know, the Trollocs are basically gross and their blades are corrupted yeah. and stuff like that. But all I could think of was like a Morgul blade. <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, M- Morgane, am I pronouncing Moraine. That? Moraine. She's like, yeah, they were like after you guys. You were the ones that saw the rider. Um, and uh, obviously, like they only attacked three farms and it was yours right uh so if you want this place to be safe you gotta leave frodo you gotta save (laughs) the shire so i mean this is the first time there's a there is an info dump too like she explains the murdral um Mm -hmm. who are like you know the the eyeless black riders and Mm. you know what they do yeah exactly um i'm just waiting for jeff to get irritated with this <laughs> because this whole sequence also is the scouring of the shire which is at the it is. end no, of lord of the rings 100 is <laughs> like i i know this and i told you this that it's going to be very similar i don't mind it because it's yeah more lord of the rings it i does, like lord of the rings it does quickly veer off into nothing like lord of the rings at all but yeah. just what i i mean i gave you 10 chapters it was like six hours of audio i'm not going to give you a lot a lot more than I'm this. fine with it. It's yeah. not a negative for me. Right. It's just funny. The comparisons. I think he was upfront about it being very Tolkien ash as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're going to leave and they decide that the only safe place for them to figure this all out is the city where the Aes Sedai live. Tarvalin. Yeah. Sick. It's very cool. <laughs> and, uh, there's a funny sequence where they're like at the stables getting horses and, um, People keep glomming onto this journey. Yeah. Everyone wants to get the F out of two rivers. Tom was hiding and Perrin was supposed to like, you know, look for anybody there. And he's like, I didn't think anybody would be in the loft. (laughs) Yeah. So it's the three main kids. Let's let's break this down because I I, want to make sure I get it. We got Rand. Yeah. Matt and Perrin. Yeah. They're the ones who the Trollocs were after. Yes. Then we got Moraine. Moraine, who is the Aes Sedai in her border land. And then we get... The Nynaeve. Well, first, uh, let's go in the order they came. Tom, who is Tom uh, Marilyn. He's the Gleeman. The Gleeman. The the storyteller. The Bard. He wants to go just because he knows it's a dangerous journey, but it's a great. And he's also never performed in Tarvalon. Right. It's a great honor. Yeah. It's it's kind of like when you're in a school band and you get to go to the (laughs) Vatican. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You guys are in front of the queen in England. No. Yeah, the Vatican I, England. I, I have performed for the Pope and Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, it's like that. So that's going to be their party. And then Nynaeve shows Nynaeve up and shows she's up. like, I want to go. I want to be a wizard. She's the friend. And, and Land is like, right? no. Yeah. Why are you doing this? he has a crush on her, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's danger. And Moraine is like, she will come with us. The path is laid or something. And I mean, it was says. even cool. Like, they get the horses. Like, they got Bella, and I forgot the other horse's name. But, like, they become characters in their own, too. Like, you start to care about a freaking horse. Yeah. Nice. Those horses are probably going to die someday. Mm, I mean, everybody they? dies. Is that the whole yeah. party? 
that's the whole party and but yeah you know, every he, time someone wants to come lands like no and moraine <laughs> is like the path is laid i mean there's there's like like i just mentioned to jimmy there's characters that come on pretty soon after they leave that stay with them for a while like um, tom bombadil (laughs) oil Egwene, you know all all the crew shows up Egwene, why does that sound familiar did we meet her already or did we mention her i don't remember jeff are you screwing up character names because then we're in trouble (laughs) no i'm pretty sure it was nynaeve right i wrote down nynaeve i don't remember (laughs) Let's find we're, out. We're both looking it up. I'm oh, doing the thing. Oh, God. Stalin for time. Talk me into. Hope you guys like this episode. I don't know, Dan. It doesn't matter. Um. So so that's it. So final push. Dan, are you ready? Or do you got overall thoughts first? Um. I mean, my overall thoughts are that it's like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it is. That um, it's deceptively high detailed meaning like it's high detailed in some places and not in others so i will say and i don't know if this is a selling point or not but i believe just like the first book the eye of the world is longer than all three lord of the rings combined nice okay so i'm just we're really scratching the surface here yes this is like this is this is pretty much just a prologue and i picked chapter 10 because well jimmy overall thoughts first uh, I mean, my overall thoughts is because it's fantasy and stuff, it's going to be kind of a hard sell for me. Um, I'm not super into fantasy. Like Game of Thrones is like kind of iffy for me. Like I thought it was fine. Um, Lord of the Rings, I'm like eh, on like wow. it's cool, but yeah. like it's it's just not really my thing. Um, so a lot of stuff just kind of flew over my head. Right, so I wasn't just be super in love you. with it. So for Dan, <laughs> well, I'm not done yet know, because um, we do have the show coming out. I know that you said that if you want, if you're interested in the show, you should be coming. Yes, so um i guess that's where i'm kind of at right now because i'm just gonna say now i'm not finishing the books <laughs> that's um, that's fine yeah you know i don't expect you to it's a huge investment it's of time. not for me it's just not my, kind of my thing but maybe i'm interested in seeing the show so, so i picked we'll chapter see. 10 as a stopping point because it tells you where you're going it introduces you to the main mm-hmm. cast of characters most of the main cast of characters um it sets up the lore and it sets up your path to the journey mm. without getting into more of it. And I, I think that that was a good place to stop. Plus this was 10 chapters in a prologue. There are 53 chapters in the first book. And this book isn't even the longest of all of them. Like there's a lot, it's a huge investment. Like I said, Jimmy, I don't expect any of you to finish this whole series. I'm actually excited and I want to keep listening to more. So I'm going to, but even if you're interested in watching the show, I want you to get excited for the show because, like, it it could if you don't know anything about it, it could just look like oh, here's another fantasy show that's coming out. Here's a right. Game of Thrones ripoff. At least we have out. a little bit of prologue now to get right. Into the show. So, so now you know when you see the characters, right. be like, oh, that's naive or is it a brain? Right. We'll right. never know. <laughs> um, yeah, and like like I said, I haven't even finished reading this series, and now I I want to even more. I'm like really pumped to get more into it. Um, there's 14 books and a prologue, which should be read in between book six and seven, I believe. Um, that's my final push. That's all I got. So without any further ado, I will ask both of you fellas, was I able to talk you into the wheel of time? Yes. No. Well, the wheel weaves as the wheel wills, <laughs> and I will accept those answers. Yeah, I wasn't super in love with it. I I mean, maybe the first episode of the show, but I'm not like excited for it or anything. 
that's why I'm a no. I mean, like, it was better than I was expecting. You're even more lukewarm on Game of Thrones than I am. And I'm like, I like Game of Thrones. Yeah. While I'm watching it. And then after I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was just whatever for me. I, I was already, I was in it for the boobs. Boobs. <laughs> I was already going to watch the show. Right. Um, I'm really happy we actually did this episode because if the show hues anywhere near the book, it's a lot more Lord of the Rings than it is Game of Thrones. Yes. And I is. thought, I mean, Amazon is kind of pushing it as the next Game of Thrones. And it, it does, like, Jimmy's in Game of Thrones for the boobs. I haven't read the books, but I <laughs> assume joke, they're very the sexual in nature yeah. at points. This doesn't go that far Mm -hmm. it's more mature than lord of the rings you get adult themes you do get a lot of stuff about gender as you've seen with the ice die gender roles sexuality that stuff Um, was actually really cool even like like wonder woman bdsm like it's there but it's not explicit Mm. i also will probably finish this book i don't know if i'll continue on to the whole series but I'm pretty locked in. I, I, yeah. I'm. I mean, I think you picked a good stopping point. Like we literally just started the journey, right? And if this is a Lord of the Rings parallel, I would imagine that this journey isn't just to the city of the Aes Sedai. What is it, Tar? Tarvalin. Tarvalin. No, I mean, there's stuff that we haven't even like. There's other dimensions that the Aes Sedai could travel to, like planes. Oh, that's well, what I mean is like, if you look at how Lord of the Rings went, the initial like plan was for the hobbits to travel to rivendell yeah and that's like just the first step right so i can imagine that that's going to be similar yeah there's there's a lot of a lot more to come a lot of twists and turns a lot of amazing like matt and perrin their their character arcs see that's what i need a little bit more of to keep me engaged uh right now they're pretty one-dimensional they're they're not just copy pastas of like samwise ganji and marin and pippin they (laughs) They so, go in wild directions. The thing is, I'm locked in right now um, for the plot, but I I want to get more from the characters. I'm sure I will with the Absolutely. amount of writing yeah, that there is. Um, but I'm, it's got a lot of tropey stuff. But at first, I for like sure. those tropes. Me too. Um, like the chosen one prophecies and stuff like that. You could see where when this you is start headed. to see some of that stuff come to fruition too. There's also like a definite like. Um, harry potter thing that was ripped off from this which is that like the evil one is looking for someone who was born at a very specific time Mm. right that's that's harry potter like (laughs) obviously this this started in 1990 but it's you know it's it's a common but that harry potter thing didn't come out till the second to last book so oh okay um yeah the turf probably stole it from something (laughs) sick uh but yeah i'm 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 uh I don't say I'm a hard yes I'm a moderate yes that's that's nice I think I will read more and I'm definitely gonna watch the show I was thinking you were gonna be a no because it was too much like Lord of the Rings and I'm glad that I was wrong I mean it it how can I say this like when something does nostalgia good I'm okay with that like Stranger yeah. Things right like right. I get what Stranger Things is but I still enjoy it and Robert Jordan just used that as the base of what becomes something wildly different. I know that it becomes weirder yeah. um, because there's also like 18 of them and there's only three Lord of the Rings so yeah it's like doing a D&D campaign they all start off the same right yeah. it's going to yeah. be okay let's get we're adventures we're gonna right. go on a quest we're all let's... gonna meet in a tavern I mean this took 10 chapters to do it that's a lot but <laughs> The Hobbit had like an hour. That's what I like about left. it, though, because I mean, like the Shire, by the time you're done with this book, you're like, wow, I'm fully in this world. And then you're like, there's a lot more to explore. I mean, I, I haven't read past book six, 
So there's literally more books I haven't read than I have read. There's characters that I don't even know about yet. There's places Twice that I don't. You're only in the first third. Well, there's six out of 18. 14 books. Oh, I thought so. you said 18. No, there's 14 and then a short um, prologue novel that you can read after book six, I believe. I haven't read that one yet, but yeah, very excited. Um, next week, I'm also going to have a topic that is it's it, this is an easy one. Dan should have been watching it. Jimmy, you'll like it. Star Trek Discovery oh. season four is coming out and I've been wanting Dan to watch it for the last three seasons. Yeah, we, it's, we've talked it's about this. Good. Since this it's like started. It's yeah. pretty critically acclaimed. Um, I'm not like a lifelong Trekker, Trekkie, whichever one is the not derogatory one trekker yeah but i i like star trek and uh dan likes star trek i, I also like star trek and jimmy likes star trek so you guys there's a lot of star trek content already out and coming out so we're so this week we did a fantasy book that is basically lord of the rings next week we're doing a tv show that is basically star wars <laughs> just kidding we'll get into that now that's just to piss people off in the meantime you can find us on talkmeinto.com he stole it I did where <laughs> all of our social media is Instagram at talkmeintopod Twitter at talkmeinto TikTok at talkmeinto cause that's what we do I named it that uh, patreon.com slash talkmeinto you can find us on YouTube we got collector's editions going up everybody on Patreon first do, it's yeah. an exclusive we just released as of time of recording my uh, Ninja Turtles Volume 4 highlights video. Dan's movie collection is coming out soon. Yeah. I saw it. It's very entertaining. It mostly because of Jimmy's editing. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's very, very fun stuff coming out uh, on the periphs of Talk Me Into. Jimmy, where can people find you online? You can find me at youtube.com slash son of a fit. <laughs> really pushing it hard these days. Pushing hard. Uh, you can also find cousin. me. Oh, Jimmy, push it. <laughs> you can also push find push me. Push it real good. <laughs> At son of a bitch. S O N N A B A F I T C H on Twitter and Instagram. Dan, where can people find you? Danny underscore breakdown on Twitter. And listen to my band Disqualifier wherever you listen to music. Thank you for listening. Jeff, where can people find you online? You screwed it up, Jeff. I thought you already went. People can find Jeff online at Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. Jeff with five Fs, the number 27. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will I talk you into next? It's Star Trek. We just said. Two in a row, baby. Yeah. Another Phyllis Diller reference. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> are you even a Phyllis Diller fan or you just like her name? No, I used to watch Phyllis Diller on all those game shows. And she was funny too. Oh, I don't know. Just think about what you've done in the past week. Nothing. I've worked. Dude, look at how cute my daughter is. No. Yeah, so overalls, look at her little hand. She's like, hey. Speaking of, oh, I can't say that. Can't say what. It's a movie spoiler. Oh. Shang-Chi. <laughs> no. Oh. Did you see that yet? No, I'm not seeing it until I can download it. It's By that time, you might just be able to watch it on Disney Plus for free. That's when it's going to be. Yeah. Stupid. I'm, I'm like not even excited about it anymore. I was super excited for it. Now I'm just like, 
okay, it's going to be fine. I mean, you don't really have the room to be angry. There's no hype. Oh, I do. No, because you could pay for it. How? I guarantee you it's on something. It's, it's not. not, dude. We've talked about oh. this before, and I look for it every single day. You could only get it in theaters, and there are no torrents. Oh. Yeah, that's shitty. I, I don't. I agree with Jeff about that. Okay. It's been out for like three weeks. I bet you if you go on a Sunday morning, the theater will be like empty. No. The bass player from my band, Rob, took his son on a Sunday morning, and they were the only cool people in him. the theater. He's so much cooler than me. He might be. <laughs> he probably is. Who, will somebody please start this segment? He's a better bass player than you. Most people are. Dan, why don't you start it? What are we doing? Oh my god! Yeah, when the dad's like, "We never built you a a treehouse." Hmm. You can come in here and chill, Seth. We are just <clears throat> just shut the f- up. Hi. Let's go. Take us there, Sketch. <laughs> I'm waiting for. Yum, um, yum. Hey, oh, <laughs> yum yum. Is that Niels? Yes. The mythical Bro. pre-fight um. donut. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Worked in Ninja Turtles. Working here. Nice. Oh god. <laughs> Hold on. We we're gonna record. I'm gonna laugh. It has one of those pellets that makes Jeff burp in the middle of it. <laughs> go ahead, sit down, Seth. Toga, raise her. Okay. Mom. What's going on? All right, Jeff. Hold on. <laughs> what are you, Dan? I don't know where to put it now. Here, belly. use that in your belly. <laughs> this is, is my snot rag. Oh no! Are there in there? Yeah. Mm, it's so good, thanks, Seth. <laughs> He's eating it so quick. I, I mean, you could stop for a second. Shoot, man. I but it was an accident. He offered it. Let's see if it charges and grows. Let's see. It's more like a duck. Pigs tend to chew. <laughs> oh, that's all of them. This is a disaster. Seth, what are you doing? Why'd you do this? so messy so quickly. I'll get paper plates after this segment. Oh, now I got my mustache. The f***? Jeff, there's eggs in that custard. Yeah, I'm a little looser on that. Oh, thank God. No. His baby has a mild egg allergy, so when it first happened, Jeff got so freaked out. He's like, no eggs ever. You can't go home and kiss your baby now. No, I have to light my face on fire. (laughs) All right. You guys want to do it? (laughs) I'll have one after. Thank you, though. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. 